everybody can be busy. And you talked about it just, just briefly there. You talked about doing the right work. Because a lot of times there's people that everybody's working hard and they're doing the work. It's just, is it the right work? Is it the most effective work? Is it, is it what's going to get us the results? And so, you know, when you're talking about a larger organization, in order to be able to cascade your leadership, you know, you have to build capacity of those that are below you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pitcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work, help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. During our past five interviews, we've spoken with leaders about the important fundamentals for organization-wide improvement. As we near the beginning of 2021 school year, we we wanted to share with you another one of our bold leaders that we work with. Our guest today is Dr. Nick Litt, Superintendent of the School District of Hudson in Hudson, Wisconsin. Nick earned his Doctor of Philosophy in Educational Leadership and Policy Studies from Iowa State University and has served as Hudson Superintendent since 2015 and as the Superintendent of Odebold Author in Battle Creek, Iowa community schools in Iowa. Prior to becoming a superintendent, he was a high school principal and assistant principal. Today, Nick and I will discuss his experience leading executive teams and the relevance of leadership in building a strong district. I'm so appreciative for Nick joining us today. Welcome, Nick. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So let's start off, if you don't mind, and uh, tell our listeners about the Hudson community, Hudson Hudson School District, and and you work with a relatively large executive team. So tell us a little bit about yourself and the team. Yeah, so uh, the Hudson School District uh, here in Hudson, Wisconsin, we are actually right on the Wisconsin-Minnesota border. So the river obviously separating us from the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. So we're really a tier two suburb of of Minneapolis-St. Paul. So kind of a bedroom community for, for that area. Yeah, great community, great facilities, very supportive community of our schools. And so we're very fortunate that way. Um, we're a metro area, at least our, our immediate uh, community is about 30, 31,000 people. We serve you know, just under 6,000 students on a daily basis. And we employ you know, about 840, 850 full-time staff members in, in the school district. And so, you know, we're kind of a, a mid-size uh, school district. We're by no means really large, but, you know, if we think about size of school districts, it's it's kind of hard to put in proportion. So we have 425 school districts, I think, in the state of Wisconsin, and we'd be the 26th largest. And wow. so there's a lot of school districts quite a bit smaller than us, but yet there's, you know, quite a, it's quite a few school districts that are are larger than us. Great executive team. They've been with me five out of the, five out of six have been with me last uh, for the last six years since I've been here in Hudson. I've been in Hudson for six years. And prior to coming to Hudson, I was a superintendent in Iowa. And so, you know, one thing I found is no matter where you go, what state you work in, you find good people and yeah. uh, great kids to be around. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's nice to have that consistency in your executive team, Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, you know, one of the things I think you've probably heard us say is, you know, it's really if you're trying to build an excellent organization, excellent school district, the the executive team, you know, is really key to that. So, you know, it's nice that you've been able to have that core team working with you. You know, so let's talk a little bit over, you know, the past year as we've gone through COVID or even prior before that, you know, what's been your focus as an executive team to position Hudson School District to be excellent? Yeah. So, 
you know, prior to COVID, because COVID kind of threw everything into into kind of uh, turmoil a little bit, but you know, prior to COVID, probably about three years ago, four years ago, I led the board, the school board, through a visioning session, I'm trying to you know talk about what is it exactly it would look like if they think that we're firing on all cylinders, you know, if we're really hitting that level of excellence. You know, and I've talked about all students learning at high levels and an engaged staff and and you know community that's well informed and and making sure that we're doing all these things and i said okay that's great and and these are things that you could find in any school district across the country they weren't just unique to hudson and so i said but the the question becomes so how do we know you know how do how do we know we're getting those things and so that started down our path you know about three uh three and a half years ago where we started to implement you know more of a you know, a scorecard model or, you know, more of a kind of a continuous improvement model as, as we as we look at things. And, you know, we we had a tendency in education a lot of times to change our measures based on, you know, which one's going to sometimes tell the best story. And so when we we went into like a district scorecard type of situation where we were saying, OK, these are the things that the board thinks are important. How do we measure those things? And so we spent some time as a leadership team and we have, you know, on my leadership team, I have about uh, 35 to, to 40 people district-wide on my leadership team. And then I have my cabinet level team. That's, that's, that's six folks, but we spent a lot of time talking about what would be those measures and, you know, and how would we know? And we spent some time doing that and came up with different measures. And we knew that we couldn't, we can't focus on every measure because you can't have, you know, 40 goals. I mean, you just right. doesn't work, but our, our, our thought process with our, our district scorecard was, okay, we want to, you know, kind of like a dashboard. We want to kind of keep all these things on our radar. We're only focusing on one or two things, but we want to make sure that nothing else slips in the process. And so, you know, we started going down the path and then I, you know, I started talking with different superintendents around the state and around the country and, and several of them have worked with, you know, student education. And we started thinking about how do we kind of take this to the next level? And the big piece was kind of that professional development piece with our, with our team and leadership professional development, because, Mm -hmm. One of the things that happens, I think, a lot in education is we do a lot of professional development, but it is primarily focused on, you know, improving instruction, which it should be, or, you know, social emotional learning or, or things along those lines, which, which is great. But we don't spend enough time talking about how do we build capacity as leaders. Yeah. And so, you know, that was really kind of the outreach and why we got involved with, uh, with students. What are the tools and what are kind of things we can do to expand our, our team's toolbox so that we can be a more effective team? you know, across the board. And so we kind of took, we took the scorecard, district scorecard, and then we've been working with Gail and now kind of breaking things down into more manageable pieces. And that's really been our focus is, is delivery. And, you know, for a long time, like I said, school districts are really good at explaining away results or finding certain measures that kind of tell a better story than others. And it was, we've spent the last couple of years getting people used to the fact that, no, we have some pretty concrete measures we're going to use. We're going to be consistent because we want to look at trend line data and we want to, you know, we want to look at, you know, which, which direction we're heading. And and that was a little bit of a shock to the system and, and that level of accountability and that level of, you know, really digging into things, but you know, it's, it's people have bought into it. They realize how much more focus we have. We're not going off on all these tangents and everything that we do now, what we, we tie back to like our district scorecards and, and people want to bring new initiatives. They want to bring new things. They say, please tell me which area this is going to impact. How are we going to measure it? You know, and if you can't tell me which area you're trying to impact with it and how we're going to know if it worked, then we're just not going to do it. And that's um, great, Nick. That's a, that's a tough, 
that, that's a, it is that's tough. A tough pill for people <laughs> to swallow when they're used to say, hey, I went to this conference. I saw this really great thing. Uh, yeah. I just want to implement. And, yeah, uh, it'll be fun to do. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's huge that you've been able to do that. You know, I'm just kind of curious, you know, speaking, just staying with your executive team for a few minutes, you know, as you have that district scorecard, you know, how have you managed that work with your executive team and, you know, personally connected and created the depth across that, that team to, you know, to build that good executive leadership? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we, we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that that district scorecard kind of funneled down into all of the departments. And so, we spent a lot of time working in each of the departments and then each of the buildings as well, making sure things are aligned. Alignment has kind of been the name of the game. And, um, you know, we started on this work and we were feeling pretty good, but then we started to realize, you know what? Our mission statement, our vision statement's outdated, our old strategic plan's outdated. Now we, we really actually need to start tackling some of that. So it's almost like we were kind of juxtaposed. We kind of flipped it a little bit. Here we had measures and, and things that we thought were important but we had, you know, kind of the words on the wall that didn't quite align with where we were going. And so, you know, we spent some time, you know, going through with our leadership team. Gail from Studer worked with focus groups across the district and the community to kind of bring together a lot of different moving parts so that we could finally, you know, land on our, our new strategic plan, our new vision, our mission, our value statements, and have them all aligned to our scorecards so that we're all kind of rowing in that same direction. And, uh, we have more focus now than we probably ever have. And, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about that in our leadership team meetings is how do these things tie back to our strategic plan? How do they tie back to, you know, where we're spending our time? How are these things going to move the needle on these different, on these different things? And that's been, that's been really important for us. Yeah. And it, you know, it helps people focus their attention on the right work, you know, and understand why they're doing what they're doing. So, you know, let's, let's, uh, go down just a little to the next step. Gail's talked about you all wanting, you know, to really develop your middle managers and build aspiring leaders. You know, why why is this important to you all, Nick? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because everybody can be busy. And you talked about it just, just briefly there. You talked about doing the right work. Because a lot of times there's people that everybody's working hard and they're doing the work. It's just, is it the right work? Is it the most effective work? Is it is it what's going to get us the results? And so, you know, when you're talking about a larger organization, in order to be able to cascade your leadership, you know, you have to build capacity of those that are below you and and work in those kind of middle positions and get and get them, you know, on board and, and working through that. And so, you know, that's been a big piece of, of what we wanted to do is to get them on board with those components and understanding the direction we want to go. Because, you know, I have my team that I, you know, I see all the time, you know, my executive team I'm seeing all the time. You know, I see my principals and some of my other leadership team members, you know, not as frequently. But then when you start to talk about them into just our regular employees, we're really counting on our kind of our middle management or our, our team kind of middle team members to be able to carry that water and carry that message yes. to, to all of our staff. And so it's important they have the right skills to be able to do that or it just kind of gets lost, lost in the transition. Yeah, I think so, so, so critical. You know, it's we were talking earlier that having the right executive team to really execute to the to the plan and strategically move in the right direction um, and funneling that down. But you're right, Nick. I mean, that those middle managers are boots on the ground, right? I mean, they're the boots on the ground, the connection with the, the employees are really significant there. So just just first of all, you know, just kind of textbook approach that you all are doing that's that's giving you 
good results. So, you know, as we close today, you know, I mean, you have, as you mentioned, you have, you know, one of the, the largest districts, I mean, in, in the, in the Wisconsin, you know, 425, you know, 26 out of 425, I think you said 26, right, Nick? Is that, yeah, yeah I mean, that's pretty, you know, I mean, you're, you're one of the, one of the larger ones, not the smaller ones. So, you know, you, you've had to kind of manage to good, with good leadership, with good strategic execution, and you're doing that in a, in a real textbook solid way. Um, so what advice, you know, from the work that you've done, you know, what advice do you have for leaders as we close today? You know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times you'll, you'll hear some things that have become dirty words in, in leadership, you know, like management, you know, oh, you don't want to be a manager. You want to be a leader. And, and I always tell people, if you can't manage, you'll never have time to lead because all of that, all of that stuff will start to build up and it'll eat up all of your time. And so you have to be able to manage certain things and, and it's extremely important to be able to manage those things. And so, you know, I think that's important for people to remember that, you know, yes, I think people want instructional leaders and, and yes, we want to hire leader people that have aspirations and, and that are, are strong in, in the, the philosophy of things. But when I think about, you know, my team and I think about putting people together, I try to hire pragmatic people people that I think are going to get it, people that are passionate about what they want to do, but they also understand that they they can't just stew about it. You know, you actually have to get the work done. And so I think that's important for people, you know, for people to remember, you know, the other thing is, is with buy-in, you know, that's a big thing too. Everybody's buy-in, buy-in, buy-in. And, and, and there, there, it is important at times. I think it is important, but as a leader, you have to decide what are your non-negotiables? I mean, what are your things that you're just saying, you know, I'm sorry, if you're not willing to buy in on this, then then maybe you're not the right person for this position. And, you know, those are tough conversations to have. And it, it doesn't mean that you are having an authoritarian top-down approach to things. It just means that as a leader, you, you have to be able to say, sorry, these these are my non-negotiables. We're going we're to move forward, whether you're on the bus or not, because I, I believe in my heart of hearts that this is the right way to go for kids or for our staff. And so I think that's all right, because that's the other thing that happens a lot of times, I think, in school districts is we will committee things to death. We will, um, you know, we'll wait till everybody feels 100% comfortable about, you know, every little move. And then, and what happens is then you're not very nimble. You're not implementing. And, you know, the team knows one of the things that I talk about all the time, every year that goes by, that's one more, that, that's one more group of kids that graduated from our, from our district or, you know, this kindergartner only gets one kindergarten year. This fourth grader only gets one fourth grade year. So it's important for us to move, you know, at a, at a pretty good click on certain things if we feel passionate about those changes. And, and I think, you know, there will be people that will push back and, and you'll get lots of, well, that's not the way we've always done it. Or, um, you know, you know, I don't know if we're comfortable with this or that. And so I think some of those things you just have to be able to persevere with. And I think, you know, I think they're, they're, they're very important. And again, it doesn't mean that you just, you don't listen or you don't take feedback or you don't take input. And I think those are all extremely important pieces, but I think a lot of times what happens for folks is, is they can kind of get stuck. And, and, and so I think it's important to persevere, know where you want to go and then, and then take your team there to get there. Yeah. Great advice. I mean, just, you know, you're a courageous leader, Nick. I mean, you really are. We've, we've had a couple of episodes where I talk about, you know, courageous leadership and, you know, I mean, you're, you're definitely a model, you know, for just strategically following a good direction and processes to get you there and then having the courage to make the decisions that you need to make and set that direction for the people that work with you. You know, I think it reminds me of, 
you know, what we talk about is what you're, what you do do so well in terms of what you've talked about is you, you build the fence for people. You have freedom within the fences for yep. the input that people provide, you know, but here you set the fence and here's the direction. And, you know, I, I think you probably found this too, Nick. I, what I found over the years is really at the end of the day, people appreciate that because mm-hmm. they understand that what they're doing again, makes impact. They have purpose. They know the direction and some of the, some of the input that we hear on employee engagement surveys, we don't know the direction. We don't know, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. And, you know, the work that you're doing sets that in place for people. And I think it's important as you think about, you know, depending on when you're working with different young, you know, I think about, uh, so I've been in administration, you know, over 15 years and superintendent for nine. And, you know, I think it's important for especially young leaders that are coming in that, you know, they have to understand that if you are going to be a change agent, if you are going to move an organization forward, it, it doesn't usually happen without, you know, some <laughs> challenges and people that aren't overly happy with you. And, and, and that's okay. And, you know, and in my profession, it's important for me to make sure I have my board, my school board on, on the bus and we're moving in the same direction because, you know, when you do try to move organizations forward and you have to make tough calls and you have to make some of those decisions, there's going to be pushback. And, you know, I had a friend of mine did his dissertation on, on that and, and superintendent you know, longevity. And, and basically, if, if you're a superintendent change agent, your longevity drops drastically because it's much easier to sit in these jobs and not, not yes. move things forward. Uh, but as soon as you want to start moving things forward, you start moving other people out of their comfort zone. You know, it can be, it can be a challenge. And so I think that's important for people to understand that you're going to come up against the roadblocks and, and people that are kind of calling into question what you're trying to do. But, uh, you know, if you can kind of persevere and, and push through that, uh, you can really do some great things for your, for your organization. That's right. And you know what, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, because we're trying to do the best thing for kids. And if we don't do that, what you're talking about, if leaders don't do that, then they're really not doing the best things for the kids. And it's it's such a theme right now, Nick, with what we'll see in the next two years, I think we're going to see, I mean, not just in school districts, but across the board, so much turnover in leadership, because because of the pandemic, I think it's going to drive us to make to be more courageous. And for those who can't be courageous, it's going to be very difficult. So just congratulations to um, to the foundational work that you've done at the district. And I look forward to continuing to to connect with you and and see what great work you all are doing there. Thanks for being with us today. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm grateful to Nick. I'm grateful to Nick for his leadership, uh, for the team that he works with and the important work that he's doing in his school district that can be a model for those of us who are in leadership positions. I think you can see that his thoughtful reflection, his continuous way of improving what he and his leadership does in the school district is extremely, extremely important to the success of Hudson School District. Again, I'm so appreciative to Nick and know that we can continue to learn from our partnership together. It's just Unbelievable what we've been able to to hear from our leaders, you know, Nick and other superintendents and presidents. We continue to hear inspiring stories and very specific strategic approaches to the way that they achieve excellence in their district. And you know what? They're all focused on continuing to improve, to become better and better and better. So thank you, Nick, for being one of those examples.
To learn more about upcoming virtual events like our leader roundtable, showcasing our leaders like Rick. And What's Right in Education is where we showcase some of our best partners who are doing exceptional work in their school districts across the country. What's Right in Education is on October 27th and 28th, and it's virtual. So in order to connect with either roundtables or our conferences, please visit us at studereducation.com slash events. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please follow and rate our podcast and Apple podcast or you know, send a note and give us your feedback or let us know if there are topics that are of interest to you. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at Have a great week.